0: happy friday and welcome to yet another edition of track snacks we are eight weeks away from the world championships taking place uh, in eugene oregon my co-host for this one is the one and only joshua Paz, one half of the two black runners podcast the man hey. behind the running report joshua eight weeks away from worlds you'll be there
1: Oh, that's I didn't even know it was eight weeks away. <laughs> like, wait, what? That's in, that's literally insane. And the fact that I'm on here just makes me even more hyped because we get to dive into an athlete, be able to really analyze and just get really hyped up for the world champs. You know, like Chris, we love to get hyped, especially on two black runners on the runner report and everything. That's all we're really about. We about the hype. So yes, like it sounds unrealistic. That's eight weeks away, but definitely super, super excited. Pre's coming up. So like we're, the, the ball is rolling and we're, we're jumping on. I know a- your brother Aaron has the shirt, but do you have a iHeart track and field shirt yet, or,
0: or do you just express it in every walk of life and everything that you do
1: for <laughs> everything I do is I love track and field. I don't got the shirt yet. I probably <laughs> should go on cityismag.com. Go cop the shirt. But bro, like literally I just finished my finals, you know, like I did a whole all my projects for like running related, try and c- connect it as much as possible. It makes it easy. You know what I mean? I love that. When your study intersects with your love for, for sports. So as we've said
0: before, this show is presented by Hayward magic. Joshua and I will be in Eugene three times over the next three months for the summer of Hayward. First up is the pre-classic as Joshua said, May 27th and 28th. There's going to be a couple world record attempts. We're going to see a couple people secure their spots on the 10 K teams for team USA at the world championships. The second day is just jam-packed with amazing races as the Eugene Diamond League stop. Then after that, the U.S. Championships in late June will determine the rest of Team USA. And then dreams will be coming true when the World Championships run from July 15th to July 24th. We're going to have a Sidious Mag House there, and there's going to be programming happening every single day. We're we're getting really close to announcing what our plans are going to be there. We'll be there for every competitive moment at Hayward field to bring you some pre and post meet interviews, analysis, behind the scenes content, and so much more with track and field's most interesting athletes. Hayward magic, the Instagram account at Hayward magic is gearing up for all the actioning happening this season. They want to see how you're preparing for the summer events at Hayward, whether you're a high school or collegiate or professional runner, or if you're just a fan who bought tickets, show how you're preparing for the summer of Hayward and share your training process on IG using hashtag. Make it to Hayward in your captions. And Hayward Magic will select and feature the gutsiest posts in their feed. And who knows, the best submissions may just live on there forever. So for today's episode, we're taking a moment to look at the brilliance of Mondo Duplantis, the Olympic champion in the pole vault and the world record holder. So Joshua, why did you decide to
1: choose Mondo for this week's focus? Now, as, as a lot of people know, I'm a young guy, 22 years old, born in 2000, year of the dragon my Armand uh, Mondo was born 1999 and it's just incredible to see like people my age doing way way better than me in life you know so that's why I really had to choose my own new and my time that I spent at Mount Sac uh the pole vault coach there's actually he's the Mexico national cha- national record holder in the pole vault, Giovanni Lenaro and he's becoming the head coach now but from like just to see being interacting with him I gained the appreciation from the pole vault and everything and that was around the time when Mondo was doing all this craziness so definitely became a friend of Mondo and just not a friend a fan a fan of Mondo Mondo we could be friends though like we really could I definitely became a fan and just everything that he really does and the dude I think he's definitely changing the sport of pole vault and like he's bringing it to where everybody wants to pay attention to it the same that Ryan Krauser does for the shot put Mondo I feel like even does it even I w- I'm gonna say better low-key sorry I am I'm Okay. Uh, have you ever attempted
0: the pole vault?
1: No, no, no. I have never, I will probably never, ever do that in my life. Uh, yeah. That's why I admire it even more. It's a, it's a crazy, like I remember talking to my coach, the Mexico national record holder in the pole vault. He was like, it's a totally different sport. And I agree. I'm not trying that. No, I'm
0: no, not I do definitely that. don't have the upper body <laughs> strength to pull anything like that off. Uh, I would either snap the pole or snap my body in half if I even decided to try and attempt the, the pole vault. So if we want to go back to your high school days, which are also his high school days, that's really where Mondo starts to pop off as a high schooler at Lafayette high school he in louisiana he was clearing 19 feet and already qualifying for world championship teams by i believe it was like his freshman sophomore junior yeah. senior year whatever it was like it was already making national headlines not even national headlines but i think global headlines because they eventually we'll get to talking a little bit about it there's sort of sweden claims him and for a while the united states also got to claim him so um
1: Mondo was a global star from a really, really young age. This dude from you can go on YouTube and look up like from age seven to age seven to now where his his pole vault progression really comes like he owns the top 10 highest votes all time for high school ever all in the 19 feet like nobody's jumping 19 feet in high school right now that's just practically unheard of and what he was able to do and me being in high school at that time like he just seemed like a a superstar you know like there's definitely Sidney McLaughlin too when I was in high school as well but what Mondo was doing was like I feel like every since he was so dominant everybody was able to relate to it like you no matter what you can relate to see how dominant this dude was and really understand that like he's next level he's world class
0: What is the first memory you sort of have of him popping off and you recognizing, I was like, oh, this kid is going to be a star. And it it also helps that his name, Mondo, which I guess, like you said before, comes from Armand, plays in, it just is a really cool name for a blowball. It flows well. And that's what you need when you want to be a a star in a global sport. You you go by one name, Bolt, Ronaldo,
1: Messi, (laughs) Mondo. I just knew that Mondo was beast like seeing him just across social media and everything like he was jumping he was jumping high but then the fact when he ran that 10-5 and like won 100 100 race ran 10-5 and 100 I was like wait hold wait 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 wait, wait. this dude ran 10-5 that's that is fast when he ran 10-5-7 as a senior in high school I think that was like the only 100 that he has marked down but I guess he just did it to go do it and like For him to go do that, I feel like that just kind of separated him in a sense because you have pole vaulters in your team. A lot of pole vaulters, they are athletic. The good ones, I had a lot of great pole vaulters that were at my school, and they were athletic. They could run fast. But at 10-5, that's a different level. Like this dude got eighth place at the Louisiana State meet in the in the 5A state championship, like he was at the state finals for Louisiana because of his 10-5. He ran 10-8 in the state final, but that doesn't really matter. He made the state state final and still won the pole vault. That's something incredible, and just people don't do. So if you're doing something like that, you're definitely different. I gotta take notice. You feel know me? That is
0: an athlete, and also sort of like you gotta imagine what some of those other hundred meter specialists were thinking in high school is like, Hey, uh, you're checking in for the wrong event. Uh, the pole vault check-in isn't for another <laughs> couple more minutes. He's like, No. I'm in this. I'm in the hundred. I'm here to bring it. And so, yeah, Mondo is a jack of all trades in that sense. But I think a lot of the reason why, as we get into a little bit of his story as to why he's so good is because he had this amazing development as a kid because he had this pole vault facility built into his backyard. He comes from a family of athletes. His dad, Greg, is a lawyer. Who who is a, his dad. Greg is a lawyer now, but had a great career as a pole vaulter with a personal best of 5.80 meters, just over 19 feet. His mother, Helena, competed for Sweden and was a heptathlete and a volleyball player. And then he's got brothers who have also pole vaulted and play baseball. So he's coming from a family of athletes. There's this great New York Times story about him. I'm going to pull this one section from there. where It says, quote, the stories of Duplantis's daredevil began when he was in diapers and climbed a neighbor's uh, Climbed a neighbor's tree, only to have a panicked passerby or call nine one one. Later, he skateboarded off the roof with his brothers. He be- he began vaulting with a broomstick in the living room, using an ottoman as a landing pit. And by seven, he was a world age group champion, preferring to jump barefoot until he was required to wear spikes. Now, this is the stuff that legends are made of. That so much so that in that same story, Earl Bell, the pole vault coach from from Arkansas, who took bronze at the nineteen eighty four Olympics, called Mondo quote the Tiger Woods of pole vaulting. So when you hear that title being thrown around, that is some really high praise. You know, one thing I love about the thing that you do with your brother on the running report and and on the two black runners podcast is that whenever you find an opportunity to have crossover in other sports or draw comparisons to other sports, it's brilliant because it puts it into perspective for some track fans who may not be or for some sports fans who may not be as familiar. So When you hear someone calling Mondo the Tiger Woods of pole vault, can you agree with that Uh, statement?
1: Tiger, Tiger. I don't know about Tiger. Tiger is low key. You know, we, we know Tiger like that dude revolutionized golf. made people want to watch golf, but I think Mondo, has the ability to do that i want to call him tiger though even though tiger was young a prodigy everything like that i look at him more as like luka Doncic right now he's playing in the western conference finals for the mavs luka was like pro at 16 like 14 years old playing in like barcelona or whatever like i see him more as that caliber of type of athlete and luka is not the goat particularly yet like mondo is but luka is a revolutionary a revolutionary player just the way that he plays from overseas and internationally people don't play like him and I see like that with Mondo too other pole vaulters I was watching a thing with Sam Kendricks and him and Sam Kendricks was saying that he can like Mondo has the ability to vault just like La or Kendricks or somebody else but he has his own style like he's able he's been doing it since since seven so he's put in so many reps and so many times in like this dude was talking about in this Red Bull video about really the stories that he would be staying up late at night, seven years old with his milk and cookies, watching uh pole vault videos. Like what kind of kid does that? So he's definitely, he's definitely just really different about the sport and his approach to it. But at Tiger Woods, I don't know about Tiger, but uh, Luca, I, I I see Luca for sure. I dream.
0: I do dream of the days where, you know, you do have a mass of, you know, thousands of fans following Tiger from hole to hole That maybe we get something like that where there's just masses of fans who follow uh, and are seated at the right part of a stadium, say Hayward Field, that are just there for the pole vault and to see someone like Mondo. Now, this goes into a whole nother tangent, but if sports gambling got legalized, obviously that Mm -hmm. brings a whole nother population of people to watch track and field because you'd be able to, to gamble on it. And I've always said that the pole vault would be the roulette of track and field because it's either red or black. Or it's a miss or a make. And so in that sense, you could be in the stands, live betting on the pole vault. Mondo might be a big star for for gamblers because he just would happen to make them a lot of money. But that's a whole another side tangent. First, we got to get to the point where
1: track and field gambling is legalized. I will say, too, though, I I really feel like a big crowd around the pole vault is super exciting because you see when Mondo breaks these world records, it it turns into a party instantly. If that's just him cross armed, like just looking at the crowd or with his arms out or even just like him going on top of the stands and like waving and hyping up the crowd, you know, kissing his girlfriend and everything like it's instantly just becomes a party. Like I want to be there when this man breaks a world record one day because it would be probably one of the coolest sports moments you ever see and yeah if it was sports gambling too and like he he like made it and somebody didn't think he'd make it that person would probably be like crying so it would definitely be just an insane atmosphere either way hey i think the pre-classic is doing something interesting with the
0: landing pad i think i think it's a special section for um the pole vault and you know for fans to be super up close but sometimes like if you're uh you know if you think about some of these indoor facilities like the armory the pole vaulters mm-hmm. are crossing into the second floor and you can kind of see them from the second tier of seats, which I always think is is really cool uh, with the pole vault. Cause when you do start to see it, I think it's one of those events where when you see it up close, you really get a glimpse where like, Oh man, like they're, they're falling from that high up. It makes so much more sense and wows you even more. So if we continue following along with Mondo's story, a lot of the reason why there's these kind of questions that come up towards the end of his high school career, is he going to compete for the United States or is he going to compete for Sweden is because he does have this big emotional draw to Sweden because growing up, he would spend his summers and a lot of time in Sweden because their mom saw it as a great opportunity to get them involved in the Swedish youth sports development system, which is kind of very similar to a lot of clubs and schools, but he Mondo would spend a lot of time there. And so, Ultimately, I think there was a period of time where Mondo broke the American record, but wasn't really planning to, to represent the United States internationally. And so we had this very weird sort of uh, American record hanging in limbo up until it finally eventually did get uh, broken by someone else. But Mondo has decided to represent Sweden. It's America's loss. But I think a, a, a big gain for Sweden because he could be a star for, for that country
1: yeah most definitely I feel like he definitely he gets recognized in Sweden I've been recently following uh, Mondo's YouTube channel him with his girlfriend Desiree and there's some great content they don't post as often as I think the Swedish fans would like you know but it, there's definitely when they do post it seems like they have great interaction his girlfriend Desiree is actually a model in Sweden as well but yeah he's a he's definitely a star there and I just feel like with, with him with that type of star caliber being so young and every and let's be honest Mondo's a good looking good good looking guy too you know this dude can really go far as he's like seen, like playing golf with like the prime minister of like uh sweden too and everything like this dude has the right set of charisma and just the personality and really the confidence to really just be that that flag bearer for sweden for years if he wants to keep on doing this for as long as he could
0: yeah. I think one of the other benefits to competing for Sweden is that there's no Olympic trials and no top three, because right now what we're seeing in the United States is that it's got plenty of depth yeah. with Sam Kendricks, uh, Casey Lightfoot, and then uh, Chris Nielsen. One bad day, and you don't crack that top three, and you stay home for a global championship. So Mondo's playing it pretty safe, but at the same time, it's like he would have a pretty good shot of, of you know winning a bunch of US national titles, but He's, he's competing for Sweden and the United States gets to send three other American people, um, to world championships and, uh, Olympics. So I'll tell you the first time I remember Mondo popping off to me. Yes, it was the high school vaults, but the other one, and you might remember this 2016 the hoverboard video where I don't even know if it's called a hoverboard. This might be me showing my age because hoverboard to me is back to the future where like, it's just (laughs) a board off the ground, but that's never going to actually be a thing. This one's that, you know, the one it's like basically a skateboard, you know what I'm talking about. And so he did one of those down the runway and then vaulted um, just cleared a pole vault height. I don't even remember what the height was, but I saw it shared on, you know, the Sports Center account. I sent it over to the Sports Illustrated social media team at the time and they posted it. And so it was a cool thing to see. And I think I ended up writing a really short post on the Sports Illustrated website where I was like, is this going to be like the, the Olympic sport in like 2028 or 2032, but actually with real hoverboards?
1: I just watched the video again, and that was very easy for this man. It was 10 feet like in his backyard, makeshift pole thing. And that definitely... <laughs> that sounds like a really sports illustrated type article back then 2016 <laughs> you writing that saying is this going to be another olympic sport cuz those hoverboards are really everywhere that's when jr smith was on the nba finals with the hoverboards but Mondo took a next step late next next step over hey maybe that's dude why the dude was saying to tiger woods he was innovating from the very very start and just like how tiger was you know what i mean True, true.
0: I didn't even think of it that way. Uh, we, we see, obviously, Mondo thrive at the high school level. No one is really kind of contesting him. He, if he was even in college as a high school junior or senior, he would have been uh, winning a bunch of meets and NCAA titles. He ends up going to LSU, stays close to home, and competes there for a sing- for, for one year, wins an NCAA title there, and then after
1: that decides to go pro. I think the big thing that stood out to me was uh, just the fact of how dominant he was. He was definitely just the top of the class, really there as well. And just being at a at a at a, a school like that too, that could be so competitive in the team ranks as well. And I remember uh, Javon Harris and him speaking on just being the time there with like Mondo as well, like seeing being around that greatness of Mondo Plantis, and I think he was there as well. But at the same time, uh same time as Shakari around mm-hmm. there at the same time. So just have all those, that melting pot of just great talent that was at LSU. And then to kind of see Mondo, cause Mondo was the proven talent, you know, at the time compared to Javon and uh, Javon and all these, and Terrence Laird as well, kind of just seeing like Mondo work and they kind of, I feel like in a way they fed off of that a little bit and got to where they needed to be. But Tim just being there, like, From day one, you knew he was gonna get NCAA record. From day two, you knew he was gonna get the outdoor NCAA record. It was just automatic from from right when he went in and went out. It was like, it was, it was it also just reminded me too of just like what you see in the NBA now these days, like one one year and you're out. Like one and done type of guy just coming (laughs) in, trying to just get those NCAA titles and let me bounce. There's nothing else he could have done in NCAA (laughs) after that. So might as well go pro. Get your get your bag, Mondo.
0: You know, it's funny because in the moment you're rattling off all these names, if we kind of went back to something like 2018, 2019, we don't really kind of realize it in the moment that we look back upon those teams four years down the road. And it's like you just named like basically the NCAA like all star team with with those with those names. But it just goes to show you how these championship winning teams yeah. are assembled with talent in all aspects of track and field. So both, both elements, that's an important part that NC, the successful NCAA teams remember. It's not just track, maybe unless you're like your NAU and you can get by scoring a lot of points with the, the distance races or BYU does the same exact thing, but the field part is also equally as important. So then after he turns pro 2020 rolls around and he signs with Puma, but also this is the time when the, uh, the pandemic hits and the world hits pause, and it kind of benefits Mondo in a sense where, yes, he was on top of the world, but he has a whole other year to get stronger and get better. And I remember in February 2020, right before COVID just you know messes up the whole world, mm-hmm. he cleared 6.17 meters and 6.18 meters on consecutive Saturdays. To break Renaud Lavillenie's 2014 world record by one centimeter, so that's the first time that Mondo gets to claim the world record to himself. Now that's for for indoors, and then after that, he's gonna have to wait a while until he can get to do it outdoors because the pandemic struck.
1: Yeah, that was really just uh, those those first just those world records. Him doing that, and like I was mentioning, the celebrations before, like him going up, standing on the thing, like. Banging onto his chest, like doing to into the crowd. It kind of just told that, like, for me, that this is the next era of the povo and, like, really just taking notice of what that guy has, what this dude is, like, capable of doing. And I think you're going to talk on here in a second when he was having those backyard type of pole vault competitions I think once that started happening I began to really realize that like how deep the pole vault really is because like we're still having Sam Kendricks and having Renaud as well like these two some of the greatest pole vaulters of all time like there's haven't been if you if you if you vault six meters you're basically in the hall of fame of pole <laughs> vault and we had three people at that time really doing it and that really continued as the years going on so it's been amazing to see that journey from there. The one thing that really stood out to me about Mondo's competitiveness
0: is that this was also at a time when you've got to remember there wasn't any live sports going on, and everyone was tuning in to The Last Dance on Sunday nights and making that like appointment viewing. And so when we got this live sporting event over, basically three cam- remote camera setups, three backyard setups with Sam Kendricks, Ronaldo Villani, and Mondo Duplantis you know, set a certain amount of time, see how many jumps they can, they can clear in that, yeah. in that time. And it ended up being a tie between Renaud Lavillenie and Mondo and Mondo was basically demanding that they add more time on the clock or they, you know, do another jump off or something like that, because he just, you know, that's him. He does not want to lose. And just kind of, if you, if you look at his record over the last three years
1: that's where it really is evident of just how dominant he has been. He does not lose anymore. He really, he really, he doesn't. It's surprising to see him lose. I remember talking to my coach, Lenaro, who's the Lenaro in a pole vaults, And like, just how would you approach like beating this guy? And he's not like, you really wouldn't approach beating him. Like, you just hope that he has an off day. You would do concentrate on what you're what you're going to really accomplish. Go out there, try and get your steps in, try and have the best vault that you can possibly can. Then if Mondo has a bad day and you win, you win. But to concentrate on trying to beat him just really isn't in the cards. Like, Sergey Buka, who's basically... The goat before Mondo. Mondo's now officially the goat. Has went over six meters twenty eight times. Mondo has done sixteen. Like that's crazy. The dude's only been pole vaulting in the six meters. I think for three, three or four years now. Has already done it sixteen times. And the fact that he's gonna hit Sergey, I feel like is definitely inevitable at this point and just to put that into perspective like sam kendrick's our american record holder in the pole vault has only done it four times ever at six six meters and chris nielsen just did it for the first time earlier this year in may so to be that guy that's that been over six meters 16 times he basically does it every single time he gets onto the pit like he's virtually unstoppable and he needs a bad day to lose again i frankly never bet on him losing So then again, the
0: meets start to resume a little bit in late 2020. In September 2020, Mondo has the highest outdoor clearance in history. He clears 6.15 meters to break Sergey Bubka's 26-year-old outdoor best. And then obviously last year is a crowning moment for Mondo as he wins the tokyo olympics was the only man in that competition to clear six meters as you kind of said and was just a centimeter lower than the olympic record which was set in 2016 by brazil's thiago Braz. which i like because it keeps mondo hungry for the next olympic cycle (laughs) he has all the world records he has the olympic gold medal but he doesn't have the olympic record so maybe like hey get that done in paris 2024
1: that's what I'm saying too I was watching the vlog Mondo and Desiree and he was kind of saying like my career they had a Q&A thing he was saying like my career achievements and I think I don't know if he fully accepts this it's like to be honest my career like my career goals I have nothing really left to achieve like and that's definitely true this was in the beginning of 2021 like he doesn't have I mean in the beginning of 2022 like he doesn't have that much to really achieve left in this sport but he doesn't have that world championship win as well was it back in 2019 losing to sam kendricks in that second place so for him to have those little things to go out there and accomplish and especially those medals and those medals and those trophies that nobody can really take away from you those records can always go away but to try and get like those medals like this 2022 world championship in hayward field is going to be special for him, I feel like for sure.
0: 2022 has been already really good for him. He broke uh, the indoor world record once again and cleared 6.19 meters, which is equivalent for those who are trying to do the math in their head to 20 feet and three inches at the World Indoor Championships. And he had a really cool, fun dance afterwards. And right now, again, like you said, he is the man to beat in the event. After he won uh, the gold medal at the Olympics, he said, Ever since I was a little kid, I've loved the sport so much. And I've always believed that it would take me to some great places. And the fact that I'm actually here, I'm at the Olympics, and being able to win it is fantastic. And next for him is winning the world championship gold medal in Eugene this summer. So Joshua, hit me with the hot take. You think he gets
1: it done? Yeah, he's, he's getting it done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's he's getting it done. He's getting it done. I will say this, though. Christopher Nielsen, that dude, he's he's there. He's at six meters. He's in the Hall of Fame of Poble. You know, he's hit that mark and he cemented himself as, yeah, I I am that guy. And I'm, I'm for sure think he has his eyes set on Sam Kendrick's American record. But I'm sorry, there's no nothing hot about this man losing the World Championships in Mono B. Plantis. But Chris Nielsen, like. What he's gonna be trying to do and trying to get to that level. And he's been chasing Mondo since high school, like they're competing at the same time in high school. But then I think feel like Sam Kendricks. If he's able to get back to the world championships. This guy missed the Olympics because of COVID protocols and someone else had to get called up. So, if he can get back into the world championships and like try and defend his title and try and really compete with Mondo, it's going to be interesting. But it's just going to take Mondo to have a bad day for him to lose. You know, like Mondo's probably out there, Eugene, I'm breaking the world record. That's going to be his mind. It's not going to be winning, it's going to be breaking the world record.
0: I love it. Well, we will be at Hayward for every single competitive moment. We hope you guys will be there as well. Once again, it is the summer of Hayward. Visit cityismag.com slash summer of Hayward. We've got a hub there with all of the dates and ticketed information for the pre-classic, the U.S. Championships, and the World Championships. Don't miss out. Be there. We'll catch you again next week with another episode of Track Snacks. Joshua, thanks so much for doing this.
1: No, nah, I appreciate. It. I appreciate this, bro. And Mondo, we can be friends anytime, bro. Hit me up, Mr. Possible, on Instagram, bro. Like we can, make like when we in Hayward, bro. Let's meet up. Let's, like I said, I want. I'm a fan, but we can be friends. You feel me?